market indices increases. The Dow Jones does not. You're listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is God's plan for redemption, and it's good news. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is, Everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil's talking. Hello and welcome to the Financial Literacy Show with your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing financial education to America, one community at a time. Now here's your host, Hubert McIntosh. Hello, family. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us once again. This is Friday at 4 p.m. Wow, I'm not in the studio, but I said, let me record this for you because I wanted to give you some perspective in looking at the year in review. So the phone lines are not available because as I said, this is a recording, but I still want you to take your notes because this is financial literacy. So please grab your paper, grab your pen. I'm going to be going over 2021 and I'm going to be sharing some ideas with you for 2021 and beyond. Okay, so thank you again. All right, so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about, yes, the 2020 election and market review. Then we're going to talk about market and economic predictions and the key risk that we're facing and possibly will be facing and planning ideas for 2021 and beyond. Okay, so let's look at the 2020 election and the market review. 2020 from a marketing standpoint, equity market review was excellent yes and i know it doesn't seem that way because we had the pandemic for nine months but the equity review was outstanding the s p 500 increased in 2020 believe it or not 12.1 percent almost all the market indices increases the dow jones the nasdaq russell 2000 Almost everything increased in the market in 2020, except there was a big loser in 2020, a big, big loser, energy. Anything that was related to the energy market suffered some terrible loss. The energy market went down like 36.47%, but most thing from the equity market review was, was really awesome yeah yeah so we go along so so what are some of the themes and lessons that we we learned from 2020 
Well, as everyone know, we were struck with COVID-19. You know, we, you know, the average duration of um, normally a beer market correction is 22 months. But the COVID-19 pullback lasted 33 days. Can you imagine that? 33 days and making it a sharpest and quickest decline to recover. Because round about March to April there, we looked like we were going to go for doomsday. But that only lasted for like 33 days and we recovered. We recovered great. We had great growth growth in the market. Volatility was uh, basically, it wasn't as volatile as we were expecting Good evening, good evening, family. Yes, what you heard there, I was running a little bit late, so um, my my promoter and my organizer, Karen, you notice she even gave me a double start <laughs> for inspiration, you know, but I'm in the studio. Yes, I'm in the studio. I'm in beautiful Palm City, Florida. And I know it. I know you guys must say this is a recording. This is not. The day is beautiful. It's like 74 degrees. Sunny. Sunny. <laughs> I'm showing off to my friend. I have a friend. I know she's listening from San Diego. And we always brag about whose weather is better. But I tell you, today, I don't think she... I, I don't think I don't think not even San Diego can touch us today. It's like seventy four, sunny, not a cloud. This this the sky is so clear, nice breeze blowing. Wow! Thank you, thank you for joining us. It's Friday, four p.m. You know what it is. You know what it is. We are in class, and this hour gonna go fast. It's gonna go fast. It's gonna go fast. But it's one. It's that. It's one of those hours where I have to quote my two scriptures again, right? <laughs> you know, in Jeremiah and Ezekiel. You know where the Lord says, "Hey, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, they're not gonna listen, <laughs> but I want you to tell them. But I have to tell you guys. I have so much to share with you." And these are things I'm going to share with you, things that has happened since this year to punctuate stuff that I've been saying to you. So thanks for joining us. We're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. So let's invoke the presence of the Holy Spirit because I want to also pray for you that you open your hearts, open your mind to receive what I'm going to share with you in love. It's in love. So let us pray. Oh, Almighty God and Father, we just thank you for this awesome day that you have shared with us, Lord. This is your day, Father God, and you have given us an opportunity to share it with you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Oh, Father God, we just give you praise. We just glorify your name. And Father, let Everything we do at this community, in this community, WCNO, Father, we lift up this station to you. Father, you know, Father, we are, you know our slogan and you know it's not just a slogan. It's the good news station. It's a good news station. So we pray for the staff, management. Father God, we also, most of all, 
We are pray for our listeners because without you, the listeners, we would be nothing. We would be just here talking to ourselves. So, Father, we you know what our listeners, you know what they need, Father God. You know their needs. We can intercede for them on a general basis. We don't know what each of them specifically need, but you know it, Lord. So we just pray a covering on our entire listening audience, Father God. And Father God, as for me, you have poured, you have put some words on my heart, Father God, so I want you to speak, Lord, you to speak. Wear me like a cloak, Father God, and Father God, help our listeners just to open, open their heart, open their ears to just receive what you have prepared. So we just thank you. Yep, yep, yep. So we are in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. I'm happy, very happy to be with you guys. So what are we going to talk about today? Planning. You know part of it is planning. Most of what we're going to talk about is planning. Because literacy, literacy, any type of literacy takes some kind of planning. We happen to be talking about financial literacy, but any kind of literacy is going to take some planning, some organizing, whether it's financial literacy, whether it's scriptural literacy, whatever, government, legal, any kind of literacy. And that's the mere fact. That's why it's literacy. Because basically, it's something that you have to learn to know. And how are you going to do that? That doesn't happen by osmosis, you know. There has to be some intention. So we have to do it intentionally. So, so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about... And I, I want to carefully choose the word because sometimes the word is used loosely. Retirement. Retirement. You know, the word retirement means diff different for different people. Some people can retire voluntarily. Some people retire involuntarily. So it's one of two ways, really. It's one of two ways. It's either it's voluntarily or involuntarily. So what's the difference? All right, let's talk about the involuntarily. Involuntarily, um, retirement comes in a couple of ways. It comes in a couple of ways. Someone can get terminated. That's involuntary, right? Someone can get sick. Yes. Someone can get disabled. Yes. And someone can die. Those are the involuntary way. We don't volunteer that. These things happen to us. These things are a part of life. It's like this website I've shared with you, which I just love. If you guys want something to look at in terms of life, the, the name is so fitting. It's a nonprofit organization. It's called lifehappens.org. Life happens. Life happens to every one of us. None of us is going to escape this thing called life. None of us is going to escape this thing called life. And 
you know, you know, and sometimes we can stop and we can say, well, life is difficult. Life is hard. Life is challenging. Life is going to be life. So the part that we have to stop and reckon with is, how are we going to deal with life? How are we going to deal with life? Because here's the truth of the matter. If you don't have a plan, somebody will have a plan for you. And it doesn't necessarily mean the plan that somebody going to have for you is going to be good. The only way you can guarantee our plan towards it being good is that you have to have a plan. Because, because sadly enough, the society that we live in, the society, we're just going to be real here. The society that we live in, because the enemy, the evil one, is so rampant, is so rampant that his purpose is to make life more difficult than it should. But we were warned. We were warned. So none of what life is throwing at us should take us by surprise. What did Jesus say in John 10, 10? Jesus said the thief, the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. So here's an enemy we have, every one of us. So please don't put your head in the sand thinking this enemy is not yours. It's all of us enemies, especially if we decide to claim the name of Jesus. Oh my gosh, there's a bullseye on our back on our forehead, on our chest. There's a bullseye. Because, but here, we can keep hope alive. But but Jesus says the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. But in the same John 10, 10, the second part, he says, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. All right. So sometimes people will hear that statement, have life and have it abundantly. And that statement is a statement where I even see preachers get upset with each other. Yeah, same verse, same verse there. I should come, I've come that you should have life and have it abundantly. I see pastors, preachers, religious teachers that little verse that Jesus says, come, I have come that you should have life and have it abundantly. Because some preachers say, well, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't have life abundantly. But that's not what Jesus teach. Some believe then, okay, you should live in poverty. That's not what the Bible says. You see, sometimes some little things that um, the Bible will say and people take it and just use it loosely. All right, there's a statement. You know, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Where Jesus says, the poor will be with you always. The poor will be with you always. And you know, you have people take that scripture and just accept it that Jesus is telling them that they're going to be poor forever. That's not what Jesus says. He says the poor will be with you. The poor will be with you. It doesn't mean that you have to accept 
a role of poverty. Because then if you're going to accept a role of poverty, then why did Jesus say, he come that you should have life and have it abundantly? And here's even the dispute with that now. Some people believe that life abundantly, that life abundantly is not now, but is when we get to heaven. Then if that is so, then that Jesus' statement is false. Because his statement, he could have said then, he could have said that eventually you're going to have life abundantly. So, so I just, so, so why I use that? I want to talk about the word the retirement. People just use it differently and th things are used differently. So at the end of the day, it boils down to what each of us desire. Right? That's where it starts. But there are certain facts that whether we desire it or not, we cannot get away from it. And that's what I want to talk about today. Retirement. Let's talk about retirement in the American settings. And I'm just going to use a, a base, a base of, say, age 62 to 70. All right? So like when people say retirement age, a lot of times they're thinking in that range, right? And it's so interesting why 62 to 70 is, I think part of it is whereas someone believes, um, someone can start taking social security at 62, right? So sometimes people will say, well, you can start retirement there, but the same social security you can delay until age 70. So if you use that gap, if you use social security as a measuring stick, right? So here's the thing now. Well, here's the challenge with that. When you use something as a measuring stick, that's a generality. Just because something is a measuring stick, you can use it for you. That's just a guideline. All right. Let's talk about a group of people. Baby boomers, baby boomers. If someone is a baby boomer, and you remember baby boomers, people born between 1946 and 64. So basically, the, the, the youngest baby boomers, the youngest baby boomers are 57 year old this year. 57. That's the youngest baby boomer. Here's, here's a sad truth I have to share. If someone is a baby boomer at age 56, 57, and they haven't started planning for retirement, whether voluntary or involuntarily, and they haven't started, I can't sugarcoat it. That's not going to be a happy retirement financially. It will not be. It will not be because let's do the math. Let's even bring it down to 55 because 55 is an easier number to measure. But 55, if you're 55, you're not a baby boomer, right? You know, baby boomer right now is between 56. 50, the, the youngest baby boomer is between 56 and 57. But let's use 55 as a measuring stick. Most people, most people at age 55, right? You would have assumed, we're going to make an assumption that at 55, you would have worked 
or should have worked 30 years in your life already. Say you start working at 25 and you're now at 55. That means you should have started working at, at 25. So now you would have worked for 30 years. So let's break this thing now. So if you have been working for 30 years, right? 30 years. And you didn't prepare for retirement. All right. So you're now 55 and you're going to be thinking of preparing. All right. So when is retirement age? All right. Let's be nice. Let's put it up to 70 then. Let's put it to 70. So you're going to work 15 years, right? You're going to work 15 more years from 55. But you never started before. Here's the challenge with that. You have to take, you have to make up 30 years that pass into 15 years. Into 15 years. And someone may say, wow, can I do that? Hear why it's almost hard or impossible. And, I, and let me qualify this. If you're a W-2 worker, if you're a W-2 worker, it's impossible. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you're a W-2 worker, it's impossible. It's almost impossible. And I misqualify that when I say average W-2 worker because you have NBA players and NFL players, they get W-2. Did you guys know that? Did you, you guys know that? Wow, man, you see a W-2, man. You, you, you have people get W-2, and you see, you, you, you know, a million dollar on the paycheck per week. Like, and they get W-2. Yeah, you have people get W-2. You didn't know that? You have people get W-2 for 30, 40 million a year. And W-2, believe it or not. Yeah. So I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the average middle class, you know, American then. Not someone who's living in the poverty level, but someone who's living above average, you know. And, and with average, even that's a misconception also because a lot of times people will hear average and they don't even know what it means. Because if I were to ask you what's the average salary in America last year, 2020, what's the average salary? Think about it a bit before I tell you the answer. Think about it. You're thinking the average salary in America in 2020. You're thinking? And when I finish, you can go Google it. The average salary in America last year was $36,000. $36,000. Here's the truth of the matter. If someone is past 50 and they're making $36,000, guess what? They can't plan retirement if they didn't start. They cannot plan retirement. They cannot plan. Retirement works almost similar to tithing, whereas... The minute you start earning money, you should have been saving 10%. You should have been saving 10%. So take someone who's making, and we're going to even be nice then, take someone who's making 50000 
right? Say their average income is 50,000. Just say their average. And you notice 50,000 is above the average 36. If that person's average is 50,000 and they're supposed to saving 5,000, right? 5,000 per year, right? And if it's and if they've been working for 30 years, that means they should have saved up to 150,000, right? Five times 30, 150,000. If someone did not do that, you think they can catch up from 55 to 70? No. They cannot. Unless they have other means of income like you know a small business person sometimes someone have a business and the business can get a break and make some extra profit and so forth but if someone income is being controlled by someone else by a w-2 it just becomes a challenge all right so we're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. I know the topic is not the most exciting topic, but it's a topic. I, I still have to talk to you. I still have to talk to you. All right. So, okay. So we talk about the planning. All right. So why is retirement a challenge? Why is it that am I, you think I am spreading doom Here's what's happening. And I'm just going to use a small number. Say the beginning of 2021, where we're three weeks, we're three, three months, three months, three, three and a half months into it. Not three and a half, two and a half months, right? So we have two weeks left for the third quarter. All right. This year alone, I can tell you, and this is, I'm not even going to use FINRA's study. I'm going to use my study. I have spoken to more than 50 people in 2021. More than 50 people, but I'm just going to use 50 for an easy number to manage. I've spoken to more than 50 people this year about their retirement. You want me to tell you a sad reality? Out of all of those people, I have not spoken to one person who knew what they needed for retirement. Is that shocking to you? I don't even have to use a percentage. I'm using 50. I have not spoken to one person who knows or knew what they need for retirement. Not one. So ask yourself that then. So when we talk, when we come on on Fridays and we say we're going to talk about financial literacy, it's it's scary. The statistic is scary. I came on and FINRA did this study four years ago about seventy four percent. That that number is so that number is so wrong. I do want to venture that that number has reached ninety five percent. And even being ninety five percent, I'm conservative in being ninety five percent because I'm telling you. Out of all the people that I have spoken to in 2021, which is more than 50, more than 50, much more than 50, but to just to use 50 as a benchmark to be conservative, not one person out of that 50 knew what they needed for retirement. Wow. You, you should be saying, wow. 
So what am I saying to you? If you are one of those that you don't know, you have lots of company. But it doesn't mean because you have lots of company, you should stay in that company. What did Jehovah tell Abraham? Come out from amongst them. So this is the purpose I was show. Our belief, what we believe, we believe that there's a way that with knowledge you can change. You can change the projection of your future. And if we share the knowledge and you receive it and not just listen to it, but implement it, implement it, you can make a difference in your life, in your life. So what are some of the challenges? Where do you start? Where do you start? It's just like where you start is not an impossibility, but a lot of times people don't want to start there because of shame, embarrassment, don't want to deal with it. You can only start where you are. Yeah, you can only start where you are. Somebody can come and tell you, oh, start here, start here. You can only start where you are. And this is the scary, scary part. Because people don't want to take assessment of where they are. People don't want to take assessment of where they are for whatever reasons. I told you two summers ago, I did a workshop with some nine, some, some kids between nine, between nine and 12 year old. Yeah, some kids, a, a summer workshop. And I was, a, I was a, a visiting speaker to speak to these kids, nine to 12 year old. And the topic was about finance. And I asked these kids a question. Money. What they do about money. You know what these kids? I'm talking about kids 9 to 12 year old. It was about 18 of them. You know what these kids says? Their parents don't talk about money. Their parents don't talk about money. And, it, and what blows my mind further. These 9 to 12 year olds. You know what was the consensus? What was the common reason that their parents didn't talk about money? I said the parents were ashamed. Can you imagine? A nine-year-old kid is saying, is our urban parent... Okay, we got a caller here. Let's see if we can help this call. Thank you, caller. You're on the line. Hello. Hello. My name's Shirley, and I'd like to ask a question. Sure. Please go uh, ahead, Ms. Shirley. Okay. I would like to ask about a required minimum distribution from, an, from a retirement fund uh, about how can you transfer that to a charitable organization? Absolutely. Yes, yes. You can you can transfer. That's a, that's a great question. You can transfer if that is off your mind. The government has allowed you. You can transfer up to a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars of your required minimum distribution without paying any tax on it. Without paying any tax. That's that. Yeah, up to a hundred and twenty-five thousand. It's called something. It's called a QLAC. 
QLOCK. QLOCK is the is the is the abbreviation. Qualified, qualified, qualified longevity annuity contract, something like that. But it's called a QLOCK. Up to hundred and twenty-five thousand, up to age eighty-five years old. Yes. Okay. Say I wanted to transfer just a brief, just say ten thousand dollars. Okay. So I could transfer that. What are the requirements? Who do I have to contact? The company that I have the retirement with? Yes, yes. You just simply tell them you want to make a QLOC distribution. Or if you just tell them a charity distribution directly from your account, and they will give you all the necessary paperwork. Okay, in order to, to do that, right? Pardon me? In order to, to do the transfer. Yes, you have to do that because why you definitely want to start with them and they will give you the paperwork is that if they don't do it and you tell them that you did it, they don't have the proof. So at the end of the year, when they send out the 1099-R, then yes. the code would not be there. So they have to put the code they have to put the code. I forgot the number of the code. I don't remember if it's a code six, but the code, there's a code that they have to put. And that's the code that tells the IRS that this money was transferred to a charitable organization. So the beauty of that, you, you don't pay any tax on it. And you also get to write that $10,000 off of your income. So it's a double blessing. I can see that. Yes, it is. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Shirley. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for listening. Sure. Have a blessed day. You too. Jesus loves you. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you. Receive it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I want to thank Miss Shirley. That question she asked, I'm telling you, that question is a great question because here's what happened. <laughs> that question is leading me down a rabbit trail. That question is leading me down a rabbit trail. And I hope none of the pastors throw rocks at me. All right. You know, because the standard deduction has changed, but here it is. You know that I profess I have to tell you the truth. I have to tell you the truth, you know, where sometimes the truth becomes an offense to some or whatever. But I have to tell you the truth because Miss Shirley brought it up. I have to tell you the truth. All right. The standard deduction, the standard deduction in America for tax filers. Right now, it's 12800 for individuals, right? Yeah, 12800 something like that, or twin and 24800 for married filing jointly. So here's the reality now. Take a married couple. They have a standard deduction of 24800 And they give $10,000 to their church. Right? <laughs> and I know this, this is meddling now. They give $10,000 to the church. Once upon a time, that $10,000 was a charitable distribution was a charitable giving donation you know a lot of times you hear for 2020 and i don't know if it's just ignorance or just not telling the truth 
You know, a lot of churches says giving has decreased. Giving has decreased in 2020. Some churches say giving has decreased. And believe it or not, I have, I know churches where giving has increased. But, and because giving has decreased, some churches saying that it's COVID. It's COVID and it's the pandemic. But I'm here to tell you, that's not all the cases. What has happened? The tax law was changed in December 2017, right? For people to be filing in 2018. So what happened? People would file their taxes in 2018, right? 2018 because the tax law was made December to be effective January. So when you file your 2018 taxes, yes, you still get your deduction. But guess what happened in 2019? When you file that same person, file their taxes in 2019, that $10,000 deduction that they got on the previous year tax return, they didn't get it because the standard deduction doubled. The government gave you double. So whether whatever you do or not, just being married, you get a standard deduction of 24800 You don't have to do anything for it. So when that person used to give the $10,000, when they used to give the $10,000 and they used to get that as a deduction, then what happened in 2020 now? The people realized that they were not getting a tax deduction. So a lot of people stopped giving. It's a sad, I'm just giving you the sad reality. People stop giving. So that's why when it says the Lord love a cheerful giver, if you're giving, the giving must be because you feel committed and from your, for your heart. So people know, people now telling you that it's a tax deduction. No, that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. We at this station, what we believe is that when you give, you're going to be blessed. We're not giving you, we don't want you to give because you're necessarily just thinking it's a tax deduction. Because the day you find out that it's not a tax deduction, you get upset at us. No, we have to be truthful to you. We believe this is the good news station. We are providing good news. Good news. We're providing a service. We want, and this, it, this, this, the station is listener it's, 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 it's listener provided in that sense is that without the listener, we can't function. So that's why we provide good services, good news. And we believe that when you listen to this station, we believe you're blessed. You be, I, we, I believe that. I've been listening to this station for 20 years now. I told you that before. January 6, 2001 was the first time me and my wife started listening. January 6, 2001. Okay? So what Miss Shirley brought up, re required minimum distribution. It changes now to age 72. What she's saying, here's an example. If someone, if someone has a required minimum distribution of $10,000, Right? Where they're forced, they have to take it. They have to take it from the IRA or the 401k. They have to take it and it's $10,000. So they have to take this money and they have to report it on their income. 
So if their income was 20,000 or 25,000, this 10,000 has to be added to that income. So if it was 25,000, you add the 10, and now it's become 35. But what Miss Shirley was asking about, so here's this 10,000 that you have to take. You have to take, you're going to pay tax on it. But you want to give. You also have a giving spirit. Instead of you taking that 10000 in your hand to pay tax on, you can make that be your giving. So you pay no tax on that 10000 and then you get a further blessing. That $10,000 also goes on your tax return as a deduction. So that's what she was asking. So the government allow you to do it up to 125,000. She only mentioned 10, but she can do 10, she can do 5, she can do 15, 20, whatever the amount. So these are the things when I say about strategies, if you know, you, you, you know, instead of saying, man, this is just horrible, blah, saying it horrible doesn't make any, it, 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 that doesn't help. What, in, what did Jesus say in Matthew 6, you know? Which one of you can make any difference by worrying? We can't make any difference by worrying, but we can make difference by planning. All right? So we are in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. All right, so let's come back now to retirement now. Here are some of the shocks. I remember we using the benchmark 62 to age 70. All right. So someone start working in America for age 25 and they're now 62. They're now 65, right? So they've been working for 40 years. All their life they heard that the money that was taken out of their salary because every person, I don't care who it is, Every person in America, if you earn income, you have to pay some kind of Social Security or Medicare if you're reporting your income. So Social Security right now is 6.2. Medicare is 1.45. So take this person who's been working for 40 years and they've been paying Medicare deduction, right? They've been taking med every, every time they get a paycheck, there's a Medicare deduction. And they'll even ask the question and they're asking the question for 40 years, right? And the people, the employer, payroll master, whoever it is, tell them that, oh, you, this money is taken out so that you get Medicare free. I know some of you have heard that, so that you get Medicare free. So here's the first shock when you get to 65. Medicare is not free. What? Medicare is not free. But you earned it for 40 years. So imagine now, I'm helping you prepare your Medicare. I'm helping you, right? I'm helping you. You call me and I'm helping you. And I'm telling you that you have to pay $148 a month for Medicare Part B. And you're like, Hubert, you, 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 you must be mistaken because Medicare is supposed to be free. No, not Part B. Everybody has to pay Medicare Part B. 
And then someone will say, okay, all right, that means part A is free? No. Part A has a deductible. $1,260 deductible for part A. Part A is hospital. But who treats you when you get to the hospital? The doctor. The doctor doesn't come under part A. The doctor is part B. So, so you see why you have to pay for part B. The doctor is part B. And then now the person says, but okay, all right. So I have to pay this part A. I have to pay a deductible part B. I have to pay a premium. And then they hear, oh, then you also have to subscribe for prescription. Really? Have to subscribe for prescription. So now the person has to pay for part B, part D, a deductible for part A. And then guess what? If they take original Medicare, Medicare only, after all of that, Medicare only pays 80%. Yes, they still have to pay 20%. They still have to pay 20%. So this is one of the first shock in retirement. Now, this person is planning to retire and realize, whoa, I have to come up with $148 a month. And if it's a married couple, that's $300 a month. That's $3,600 just for the plan. It's not about the office visit yet. It's not about the doctor's cost. It's not about the drug cost. None of that has happened yet. That is just to be eligible to go to see the doctor. When you go to see the doctor, no, it's a different story. It's a different story. But all along, those people used to hear that Medicare was free. Right now, the statistics show someone reaching 65, and I know this is going to break some of your heart, but, but the Lord will heal broken hearts. The statistics right now, someone turning 65 should have a minimum of $200,000 set aside so that money can grow just for medical expenses. $200,000. If it's a married couple, it should be $400,000. Just for medical just just for medical and you're gonna say but hubert but i thought medicare was gonna no medicare give you access medicare give you access what about the other charges there are many other charges what about the stuff that medicare doesn't cover you thought medicare cover everything be careful about some of these advertisements that you hear on tv i've heard a couple I won't call any company's name, but I've heard a couple where they're telling you, you know, sign up for their plan because you have no out-of-pocket. Really? You have no out-of-pocket. All right. Okay, let's to be fair. Some of them you may have limited out-of-pocket, but guess what? Anytime you have limited out-of-pocket, here's what you also have limited services 
Sometimes people don't want, people tell you that, that there's a limited out-of-pocket and no out-of-pocket, but they don't tell you that there is a condition. And if you don't meet those conditions, you have, you will have out-of-pocket. So that's the first shock, Medicare. All right. So then now the person can sign up for Social Security between 62 and 70. But let's still say we're sticking to that 65. Let me give you the number again. We are in the studio. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. I don't know if it's you guys are shocked why you, 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 you're not calling. And I know the topic is not, you know, it's not one of those exciting topics. But these are things every one of us has to prepare for. If you don't think you have to prepare for this, is that is just simply mean that you know that you're going to die before 62. If you know you're going to die before 62, then you don't have to do any of this. I, and, and, and believe it or not, I say that you have some people now, based on their age or whatever, they believe that Christ is coming back before they are 62, so they're not going to make any plan. I, well, I want to tell you, if that's your belief, that's a bad, bad, bad belief. If you believe you shouldn't plan because Christ is coming soon. Wow. Wow. Man, that's sad. But do you believe me that people believe that? I won't make any plan because Christ is coming soon. What is soon? What is soon? You see, sometimes we take, we take our creator, Jehovah, and we take Christ and we want to put them in a calendar box like how we put on a calendar where we look at whether it's March 12th or March 15th and we want to do that. We can't put our God on a calendar. He owns the calendar. Time means nothing to him. He is time. He is time. So when we are measuring things five years, 10 years, 15 years, He's not measuring that. He's time. He is time. He's yesterday, he's today, and he's tomorrow. That's the creator we serve. That's the God we serve. He's time. So when we want to put him in a box and we see what's going on in the world and we say, oh, Christ is going to come in the next 20 years. Really? Really, that's what you want to use as an excuse, not the plan? Because Christ is coming soon? Man, I tell you. It's a wrestle as a CP and a financial advisor and a believer at times. Sometimes, sometimes I hear the most ridiculous things. I'm just, I just have to be honest with you guys. Sometimes I hear the most ridiculous things from believers. Here another one that I hear constantly when I talk to them about planning. Oh, I don't have to plan. Jesus is going to take care of it all. Really? Jesus is going to take care of it all. Wow. I remember Jesus on the cross and he said it was finished. He has done what he's doing for us. But if you're going to make a plan and you say Jesus is going to take care of it, man, I, I, my, I pray for you, man. I pray for you. I pray for you. Because then all of what he told those 
prophets, then that didn't mean anything. What he told Abacuc in Abacuc 2.2 about the plan, right? The vision. What he says about Hosea 4.6 when it says, the people, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. And this is what, you know, I'm pouring out. This is what I'm sharing our belief with you is that we come on here hoping hoping that we can share some insights with you and we 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 we, we, we allowing you that you know we come on and we can educate you but we have also make ourselves accessible to you we cannot do more than that we'll make ourselves ac accessible but if you don't see james 1 5 says if 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 any man lack wisdom you know, he should seek the Lord. And who do you think the Lord uses? He uses people. He uses people. You know, so you have access to us. We're in the studio. Time in the studio is running out now. We got about seven, eight minutes. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. But if you have a question for us, Outside, sometimes, you know, one lady called me today. She said she didn't want to speak on the radio. You know, you can contact, uh, contact the office. 561-332-1755. 561-332-1755. Someone will answer. If someone doesn't answer, you leave a voicemail. I will get back to you within 24 to 48 hours. Okay. So you have that access. And we also have the website, Financial Educational, yeah, financialeducational.org. You can go there. You can make your comments, any questions. You can put your questions in there. You can request us to call you. We'll call you. We're here to serve you. But just like at the supermarket, at the restaurant, at whatever it is, the dry cleaners, wherever, the people cannot serve you unless you go there to order it. You have to ask for what you want. You have to ask because people can't read your mind. All right? So that's Medicare. Here's the next shocker now. Social security. People don't understand social security. And I don't think the government has made it easier either. Because look at Medicare. Medicare is very straightforward in when you can take it. Medicare, you can take Medicare at 65 or if you're disabled. There's only two conditions. Yeah. If you have a disability, you can get Medicare or age 65. But Social Security is very confusing, man. Social Security, you can start taking Social Security from age 62 till age 70. How do you know which age to take it? It's very confusing. So the government has not made it easier for you. It has not made it easier. I believe it has been made harder where sometimes people think, well, I have access. I can take it at 62. 
sometimes that's the worst access. Sometimes that's the worst thing that can happen to you that you go take it at 62. And some of the reasons I hear why people take it, oh my gosh, I can tell you some of the most ridiculous reasons I hear. So you have it where someone will say, I'm not gonna I, I'm gonna take it now because I don't want it to run out. I'm gonna take it now because I don't know. Oh, I, I, I don't want to die and leave it. You hear all of these things, you, 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 you know, there you have to seek wisdom to identify when you should when you should take it. So that again is another complex answer. Social security. And then it gets more complex because here's what happened. People didn't know that social security was going to be taxed. Like people will have a pension. Here I can tell you. If a couple, if a married couple, I can tell you this right now as a fact. I don't even have to get your paperwork. I don't have to see it. If you have a married couple and any of them has any pension, whether either spouse has a pension and they're getting social security, here's what I guarantee you, 100% guarantee some of that social security is going to be taxed. Some of that social, because nobody told them when they were going to get the pension that the pension was going to be included and it was going to cost you social security. This is happening to first responders. This is happening to people from the Navy, the Army, the Air Force. Every government worker that gets a pension, every government worker, I will stick my neck out and say every government worker that gets a pension because nowadays pension is only given by government. Very few non-government agencies give pensions. But I can tell you, every government worker who's getting a pension their social security will be taxed unless they had made some plans, some different plans. Wow. So I'm telling you, the time, Fridays at 4 p.m., I believe it's the fastest hour of the week. But I'm just so excited to be with you guys. So I have to keep reminding you. So where do you start? So I'm ending in one minute, tell you where it is. You, you got to know where you are. You got to start with your budget. You got to start with your budget. If you don't know how much you're spending now, don't even try to figure out what you're going to be spending in retirement. People are telling you you're going to figure less and you don't even know what less of what. You got to know. So <laughs> this is Hubert Backintosh, your CPA, your brother, your cousin, your daddy, your son, man, your brother. Okay. Thank you for joining us. You have a great evening, great weekend, and I will see you next week. Be blessed. The Lord be with you. Amen. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. Thanks for joining us this week on the Financial Literacy Show, the show centered around providing financial education across America, one community at a time. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. with your questions ready to go. For more information, visit SOFAUSA.org. God bless you and have a great week. So let me go down, down, down in history.